Hi, welcome to the Zone Podcast. Hi, I'm Liam Ford. And I'm Paula Benetton. At today's episode, we have Lisa Dujon, a menstruality coach. So if you are someone with a menstrual cycle, listening, you're going to learn so much about yourself and your own body and your own needs. Yeah, and, you know, from my side, anyone who's a partner or a colleague of someone with a menstrual cycle, this is a really, really important podcast to listen to because you're going to learn how to be a better friend, a better ally, and a better supporter and carer for someone with a menstrual cycle. And it's so, so important. Fascinating. So put on your headphones and listen in. Hey, Lisa, and welcome to The Zone podcast. Very great to have you here. Hi, Liam. Thanks for having me. So good to be here. You're in Dublin, right? Because our listeners are worldwide. So how, how's the weather in Dublin today or tonight? Dublin, I'm in, <laughs> yeah, Dublin, Ireland. It's evening here now. It's um, very autumnal and it's not too cold yet, which I think is a little concerning, but uh yeah, it's nice. It's it's pretty mild and the leaves are turning that beautiful shade of mm, golden yellow, which is really it. nice. Yeah. yeah like yeah. nature's the seasons, eh? We're so tuned yes. into those. And and yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was noticing your bookshelf behind and I was wondering if you've read all those books or <laughs> is there any rationale behind them? So tell us about your bookshelf. Yeah, that's I was telling Liam there that that <laughs> represents my potential. I certainly haven't read all those books. Um, but I love books and uh I have uh, the the top shelf is novels and then I have um a whole shelf on books like reference books for my work. Mm. So that they're all about the body, mental health, trauma, the menstrual cycle, hormones. Um and then I have a book, I think I have a book on spirituality and then I have a book or a shelf on, on spirituality and a shelf, a poetry shelf as well. So there's oh, okay. a whole lot of books there. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a, po- a poetry buff and is there a favorite? I mean, do you have a sort of a favorite or many favorites? I, or? Yeah, I really like Seamus Heaney. I can't, I have to say Seamus Heaney. He's uh, the Irish poetry legend. And every time I read his work, I feel very deeply moved. So Mm. yeah what's what's he what's he talking about what moves you so he he's uh he's just a very talented writer he's very connected to the senses he's very connected to the land to ireland to mythology there's something quite mystical but also very real about his writing Mm. he writes a lot about relationships but through the metaphors of the land and his farming history and um yeah just beautiful beautiful language it's so perfectly crafted yeah Mm. that's Mm. that's great we were talking before we came onto this podcast about how your work is very relationship driven very relational that's right yeah tell us a little bit about your work and tell us tell us about your journey to get there because i know we talked about have you had any wiggles or wobbles on the way and you said (laughs) what did you call them again you said they're not just wiggles (laughs) I said I have I've had plenty of earthquakes in my life to shape me, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's right, Liam. So I work as a women's health coach, to put it simply, mm. specializing in the menstrual cycle and 
I'm currently also specializing in, as part of that, in chronic pain and trauma. So that's kind of very specialist work on the nervous system and then on hormones. And essentially what it, what it is, it's really helping people, women to feel better, to feel safer in their body and uh, to create a little bit more capacity in their nervous system for for life, for, for, the, for challenges, for joy, for relationships. And then I, as part of that, I do a lot of work with chronic pain, PMS, PMDD, mental health symptoms that women experience with their hormones. And so how I got there is that I myself struggled with absolutely debilitating period pain since I was a teenager. And that was a long journey. <laughs> I think I need to write a book about that someday myself to put on my bookshelf. But long story short, I got diagnosed with endometriosis about five or six years ago in my late 20s you know, struggle to get that because it's a very long road to diagnosis for endometriosis for, you know, people who have it. Then, so I've had, I got, I had surgery for that back then. And I, I actually had surgery even this year for that in, in, I decided to travel to London for surgery for various reasons. So yeah, you can imagine that there's been a few wobbles <laughs> <laughs> along that path, but also a lot of uh, a lot of growth, a lot of personal transformation, a lot of um, learning about my boundaries and my energy and my diet and how I can look after myself because endometriosis is a very debilitating condition, and if you if you live with a lot of symptoms, it's a tough life, you know. So. You really do have to choose the path of uh, self-care and self-love to get better, you know. So, um, and that's not easy. <laughs> mm. That's, you know, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears goes into that. So, but thankfully I, I'm in a good place today. Yeah. So is that about the relationship you have with yourself first and then the relationship with, you know, your body? You know, how does, how does that work? Explain those relationships. Yeah, it's all of it really. I see it as all like, like very holistic. So my relationship with myself is my relationship with my body. You know, I am in my body. It really comes down to things like self-care, understanding my energy levels, learning about asking for help, learning about, you know, saying no to things if, if things get too much for me, walking away from situations in life that are draining or harmful or relationships that are draining or harmful and that's not, that's not easy, you know, mm. so a lot of sort of getting to know myself through my physicality. And when it comes to the menstrual cycle, specifically what I, one of the models that I, that I teach women is the cyclical nature of their hormones. So, and we use the seasons of the year to explain that. So um, every week of the menstrual cycle is different for a person with a menstrual cycle. So menstruation, that's like, that we, we call that the inner winter of the cycle. Mm -hmm. And that's when hormones, because estrogen and progesterone, the two hormones in the menstrual cycle are low, both on a physical level and on a psychosomatic, psychospiritual level, we, are, we tend to be more vulnerable during that week. So it's normal to feel weepy. It's normal to feel tired. It's normal to, if there's unfinished business in, in, in your life, for that to come up to the surface and then as you come out of that, we come to spring, the inner spring of the cycle. That's when estrogen starts to increase a little bit and we get a little bit more energy. And then there's summer, that's ovulation. That's the, the sort of the superwoman week of the cycle. That's where there is the opposite of 
the winter. So there's more emotional resilience because we have a lot more estrogen. And so that's the quote unquote good week of the cycle. And then after we have the autumn, mm. the autumn of the cycle, the autumn is where estrogen starts to come back down, progesterone increases. And this can be tricky time for a lot of women. That's where things like PMS can show show up or there's a condition called PMDD, which stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which essentially is a really extreme version of PMS mm. where, where women's mental health is more impacted because of their hormones mm. changing. So, so yeah, so for myself, I don't have PMDD, but I, I have endometriosis. And, and then there's a lot of people I work with who have PMDD. It's really learning like, okay, what's happening on that sort of scientific level and what implications does that have for me, for my self-care my relationships, my needs, my boundaries, my energy, my needs for exercise. And there'll be slight, there'll be kind of shifts and changes depending on what's happening hormonally for, for women. And mental health is a huge part of that. <laughs> that's, yeah. um, that's pretty amazing. Like I, I find it fascinating, this comparison of our, our cycles with, you know, the cycles of nature. And how does, so what, what does self-care look like for each one of those. Yeah. Because I imagine, I imagine it's pretty different. It depends on the person. So this is when people take courses with me, I don't tell people what to do, <laughs> even though they want me to, they always <laughs> want me to tell them what to do. And I'm like, no, this is about your relationship with yourself, right? I give them guidance and this. yeah, educate them on what's happening. But they're like, they have to start to get to know themselves. They have to get to know their nervous system, their hormones, their intuition, their preferences. So one person might like meditation and really take to it. And another person, it might be too, too much for them. You know, meditation isn't for everyone. So it's really about looking at your options and seeing, so it's a needs-based approach. So really getting clear on what your needs are. So, and there'll be really kind of like the basics, right? So the diet is something I do advise on. <laughs> sleep, <laughs> I would advise on that because I have some understanding of sleep cycles too. And then relationships as well. So I have an understanding of the nervous system. And if someone is gone into like what I call a trauma response, they mightn't know in their prefrontal cortex in their brain. So that's sort of like a decision-making part of our brain isn't really online as much when mm -hmm. someone is going through a really hard time. So they do need to be encouraged to reach out for help, join support groups, can have connection in your life. Because, you know, when you're in a dark place and you kind of tend to isolate, like that's a very physiological trauma response, um, but it's not mm -hmm. healthy in the long term. So, so, so things like that are kind of important. And then some people like to really like have really elaborate self-care practices and they'll have their whole exercise regime planned out and their meals planned and their, their whole schedule like planned. I personally don't do that because I don't like to plan too much and I just like to keep things really simple and just even having an awareness of, oh, my, my inner winter week is next week. So therefore I'm not going to overbook myself socially just making those kinds of decisions in terms of self-care. So it really is a journey, uh, like, it, like, like what Liam was talking about. Like it's a relational journey of trying things out, getting to know your body, getting to know your psychology and starting to live a little bit more cyclically. And then over time, then you start to get clear on what works for you, what doesn't work, what you need, what you don't need. Mm. And, and to be careful not to fall, because I've done this as well. When you're someone who has a chronic pain condition, it's very easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, I'm just going to like adopt this like really long self-care list of all the things. <laughs> and then that becomes really overwhelming, you know? So sometimes what I help 
people do is to like um, feel comfortable removing things from their self-care list and start to trust their intuition a little bit more in, in the given moment. Yeah. That, that importance of saying no <laughs> to things. <laughs> so big, mm. isn't it? And, and what would be like a first step then? Because so for women that are really looking to understanding themselves better and to develop this connection with their body, with their cycle, what can help them with that journey? Yeah. So it's, uh, we start really practically. So understanding the hormones. So that's the first thing. And you can do lots of reading around that. I have lots of resources on my website, or you can get books about it. Menstrual cycle awareness, it's called, is that sort of, it's kind of the, um, an embodied mindfulness practice for, for the female cycle, but then very simply put tracking, just tracking your menstrual cycle. So you can get apps nowadays on your phone, or you can get a journal and just write down in your journal or in your app what day you're on. So if you're on day one of your cycle, it's the first day of menstruation. And then you can start to track how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, or if anything stands out, like uh, if you if you had hot flushes or if you couldn't sleep or you had indigestion or something like that, or your skin, you know, there was, I don't know, you had a breakout or something kind of that is more cyclical. You start to track that after, I don't know, four or five, six months, you might start to see some trends around what days you're more vulnerable, what days you have more cravings, what days you do have more energy for exercise, things like that. And then those, those vulnerabilities and strengths will then point to needs for you. Mm, that's, that's really cool. So I'm going to ask you on, on the other side of the fence. So, you know, how do you be a good partner went to understand the cyclical uh seasonal base you know because i want to be a better partner and i'm sure there's you know our listeners will say wow that's that's amazing and that's a real insightful so how can i help how can i be of service and you know because today we we're in a partnership so we're in it together so you know how, yeah. how can i lean in and probably better fathers, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love this question. So good. Because uh, we need our men and our dads and our partners yeah. to be part of this, right? Yeah, even, I suppose, you know, in same-sex relationships or even as yes. friends. So I, I, I don't necessarily want you to, I mean, yes, it'd be nice for men to hear, but I mean, also just anyone. All people. For all people. Yeah. Do you know? But Love that. Yeah. If you focus on men too, I'm good with that because... <laughs> We can, we can learn a lot, you know, so because it's, it's been a man's world for a long time. So, yeah, no, it's a great question. So really, it's that comes down to communication, like all relationships. And the first thing, if you're a partner or friend of someone or even a boss or a colleague of someone who or anyone and you just you're curious about this topic and you want to learn more and you, you do want to show up better for those people in your life, just continue to stay curious ask questions. If it's a partnership, ask your partner for what they need, if they need support, you know, and if you do have a partner who is consciously journeying this, that you can absolutely, like, obviously there needs to be kind of an agreement that you're, you know, it's a consensual thing. You're like not prying in someone's private life. Cause I think the menstrual cycle is still a private thing for women. And I think that's important, but yeah, to, to, uh, to be involved and to just have an open conversation. There's a lot of shame, obviously, attached to the topic of menstruation. So the more we normalize it, which we are doing, even just by having this conversation, the 
the more comfortable people are starting to feel to talk about it. Um, I've seen women putting their like their calendar on their fridge and marking the days in their calendar so that not only their their partner can see it, but their kids as well. They can see like when that menstrual week is is happening so they can do that. And it's also obviously up to the to the person with the menstrual cycle to take responsibility to communicate her needs as well in in those, you know, relationships. And essentially, really what it's about, it's just creating safety around the conversation, creating like, yeah, just normalizing it and creating safety and, and clarity of communication. It's really important. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Because I mean, so if we go through the seasons, and you talk about, there's going to be a general pattern of needs, right? I, I'm guessing there are some sort of general patterns, you know, when you're in the winter, you said, which, which something that's really interesting to me is, is any unfinished business tends to float to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I've really noticed that, but I hadn't really, I, now that you've mentioned it, I was like, oh, wow. So that's, that's why that happens. Because I, mm-hmm. I've noticed that as well. And I'm really interested in that. And I was like, oh, okay. So expect that. And, and then mm-hmm. don't take it as, you know, because at times I've taken it as like, it came out of left field. It's like, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? But now when you've said that, I've gone, oh, okay. I can relate to that very differently now that I've heard you say mm-hmm. that and gone, okay, cool. That's a need. It's not like it's not like it's not like out of left field. It's it's bubbled to the surface. That's fantastic. Yes. So I've, I've learned something really really valuable already. Oh great! Yeah. Would you like me to speak to that a bit more? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's a really important uh, topic, and it's it is part of the relate the relating piece, isn't it? Like we're mm. not, you know, menstrual people in isolation. You know, <laughs> as much as we like to think we are, <laughs> we're not. You know. No. So you know, yeah, like. So yeah, like we we can snap and get cranky and moody and and what's essentially happening is when the hormones are shifting, it reduces the buffer in the nervous system and it makes the nervous system more sensitive to emotions or to um, sensory stimulation as well. And therefore, if there is stuff in our emotional makeup or our psyche or even trauma from the past. It's a bit like the things that we brushed under the carpet, then, you know, the carpet is that buffer is taken off and it's become exposed because of our hormones. And so the week before that autumn week, so the the, the summer week, that resilient week, that's generally where women, even if they don't know it or not, they tend to um, put their own needs aside and become like the, the archetypal mother for all of the family. And they'll they can meet everyone's needs and that's amazing because their hormones are like really high in estrogen and it's this kind of like everything's fine kind of week you know I don't have problems it's grand <laughs> and then when the hormones shift it's like oh wait hang on a second my needs matter too right so, ah, okay yeah so that's what happens and uh and it can seem like you say it, it can it can seem like it comes out of left field because it does it, it happens quite quickly when the estrogen drops very quickly after ovulation and that can really knock some women and it can be quite vulnerable for some people so i suppose the, the the lesson in that is to well first i think understanding that helps um the premenstrual week i do describe that as the woman has like um truth seeking truth seeing abilities 
it's like the no nonsense time of the cycle now. She can see really clearly now. It's like this is, you know, she sees it, <laughs> Do you know, and it's mm-hmm. and therefore that can be hard to contain. So if there is someone here who doesn't have a menstrual cycle listening to this and they're struggling with a relationship where the person who does have the menstrual cycle is having kind of these mood swings, that's important to for, for both parties to kind of figure out how to navigate that it's it's like the role of the woman would be to to start to learn how to regulate her nervous system she still needs to be able to communicate what's being said mm. but not be in any way abusive or anything like that that's okay. you know because that can happen i've yeah. seen that and then also on the the other party side that person will need to sort of learn strong boundaries as well and uh learn how to not be bulldozed over by that energy because it's a force that comes through it's very um it's almost like a shamanic sort mm. of force that can come through not for everyone but a, but a lot of women so okay yeah and it's very mm. powerful and there's a lot of power in that there's no shame in it it's a lot of power it's just it's learning how to really work with that power yeah mm. that makes sense totally <laughs> like when you see the truth you want to stand for it right you see the truth you're like hey this is not real or that's this is true, that's not true. And then you want to stand for it because, you know, that's your own, you're standing in that truth, right? So, and I I can see how that power would would and could ripple out. I see it as connected to the feminine collective because there's obviously like a lot of things women have to be angry about. So it's kind of, it can be connected to that as well. Yeah, so it can be. Coming through in the individual. So sometimes when I'm working with people, it's we have to kind of separate that collective anger from her personal anger as well. Right, yeah. 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 No, that's that's really great. That's that's fantastic. Very well. I get it. Right. Super. Mm. Love that. Yeah. And Lisa, where where can people find out more? You know, like you you mentioned a few resources that you have. Can you can you yeah. share your website or where can yeah. people find you? I am at yourcyclematters.com. What a great name. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. In a really nutshell, yeah, yourcyclematters.com, yeah. It says who you and are on, and, and, and what, you're, uh, what you stand for, right? Yeah, you can find me there. I have lots of uh, podcast recordings and I'm on Instagram, Lisa underscore DeYoung underscore coach. And then I have on my website a few blogs and things where I recommend a list of books that you can read that aren't written by me, but they're, you know, my teachers and... Uh, you can have a look around there. And I do courses and one-to-one work with people. So um, in particular, the one-to-one work I'm interested in doing is people who really struggle with mental health and trauma and um, endometriosis, chronic pain with their cycle. And they want to do a, like a big piece of work. Yeah. Mm, so important. Nice. So yeah. Important. Thank you. And, uh, and Lisa, everything's so fascinating. So what would be like... Um, a key takeaway that you'd like to leave everyone with or a key learning that has shaped you that you want to share? That whatever is happening for you in your mental health or in, and or in your body, that there's a reason for it. It's not always a pathology. Very often it's a coping mechanism or it's hormonal or it's a, it's a uh, survival response and that whatever's happening does make sense once it's understood from that bigger picture point of view. So to always try your best to um, resist the temptation to judge yourself for the challenge you're, you're having, to always get really curious about what's happening and why that could be. Mm, what a great piece of advice. Yeah, that, nice. You know, 
rather than conflict move into curiosity, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Curiosity is a it's a powerful tool. <laughs> Instead of judging, standing curiosity. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much. It's been very inspiring, enlightening to have you in the in our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. So fun to meet you. And uh, yeah, I love uh, connecting with all your listeners around the world. It's really nice. Well, it's miles too short for me because I could stay on and talk for another hour at least. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's your evening too. and, and uh, we, can, we can do New Zealand night and uh, yeah. Ireland uh, morning <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you cool. both. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. See you. Hey, Liam. So you wanted to learn how to be a better partner or a better colleague and a better father. So what's one thing you take away from this conversation with Lisa today? Wow. I mean, there was so much, you know, trying to think of one thing is pretty hard. But I, I think the one thing that stood out for me was that during the winter element of the menstrual cycle, it's this truth-seeing and truth-seeking. So that's, you know, for me, it was like, oh, wow, so that's where that comes from. You know, that's where those sort of conversations which seem at the time out of left field, like, oh, wow, <laughs> I thought that was done or that was complete, <laughs> but it's not. And it's that incredible power and incredible force that that comes with because it's a truth. And to understand that and to be there at those moments and, and rather than resist it, because I know at times I've resisted that, but now to understand, ah, so that's where it's coming mm. from. You know, that was really insightful for me. So that's going to help me a lot in, in all aspects of life. What about you? <laughs> I can't wait to debrief this experience after you know, a few conversations in the winter months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love this this analogy with, you know, our menstrual cycle and the seasons mm. of nature and the importance of really taking the space and the time to check in with ourselves and, and understand, so where are we? You know, how, how am I feeling? And what do I need? And what does self-care mean at that time? time of the of the year of that time of the cycle yeah and it really just emphasizes you know there's something that we say a lot at the zone which is you know the first relationship you have is with yourself you know you need to get that get that squared away you want mm -hmm. to improve all the other aspects of yourself but the inside or your being is really a, a determinant of your outside experience so absolutely fascinating i learned so much and thank you very much lisa so we look forward to hearing from yeah. you again <laughs> thank you lisa and if you want to get in touch with her go check your cycle matters and if you want to get in touch with us you know where to find us at the zone.co that's co or connect with liam or me on linkedin thanks very much for listening and ciao for now ciao for now